Welcome to the Geek Cheek Podcast, where it is video game season. There's no doubt in our minds. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Beige. Walking into spider webs. I don't you know no how doubt. that goes with video games, but okay. Uh, you today... went no doubt. It's... Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's where my brain went immediately. Today, we're talking about a bunch of games. Like, this is just more fall gaming catch-up, because I realized that the geekery for this week was getting out of hand, and that it was just its own episode, because we're playing so many things. So we don't have one specific game to, like, drill deep into, but we have a lot of games that, between the two of us, we've been playing and trying. Yeah, there's just a ton of games right now that are out and that that really want our attention. And so it's one of those seasons where I want to touch all of them that I possibly can. So that's what I'm trying to do. And I know you're even doing it to a much larger extent than I am. Yeah. Because I've yeah. had to let some just fly by. Yep, for some house planning reasons and just I'm not going to get out into all the details, but like um, I was being more careful with cash than I normally was. Not cash, but just money in general. Um, right. And then things finally flipped back the other way this week just due to how some finance stuff landed. So I was able to go and just pick up a bunch of games that were kind of like borderline that I'm like, I know there's at least something here that I want to experience. It doesn't matter if I'm going to like dive deep or not, but there's something new and I want to check it out because that's how I am. So I have a lot of like initial impressions of games and kind of like the story of most of these that I was running into is that I want a good game to do a deep dive into and I'm not really finding it yet but I am finding a ton of just like interesting games that are fascinating in various ways like a little bit here a little bit there something new here something new there it's not grabbing me to the point where it it was like Fire Emblem where I like couldn't put it down and that was going to be my game for the next 60 hours but there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about yeah and that's I've found a a game like that I mean that's what Dragon Quest 11 has been for me it actually got its hooks in me again and I've been playing it but for the most part all the stuff that I'm touching on is uh, stuff that I'm going to play a little bit here and there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Our first bunch on here are actually Switch games, so we can dive yeah. right in. Um, You and I have both been playing Ring Fit Adventure, and yeah. I like this game. It's, it's like so much more interesting than Wii Sports or Wii Fit ever was for me, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Like, it truly feels like a workout. And after five minutes, I was just, like, legitimately sweating. And I was like, oh, this isn't so much a game as it's a workout. But it's also legitimately a game, which surprises me a lot. It's really, really neat how they do it. Like, I learned in that very first level, and they call it Beginia, which is hilarious to me. The very first area is, uh, like, you just have to, like, jog in place, like, to move around. So you get the leg strap on, you jog in place, and... You have to do it for like two and a half minutes, so it's not that bad, but I learned I have to wear shoes on my hardwood floor, just the way that I was moving in place, that it hurt my feet. So I'm going to actually have to wear trainers whenever I'm uh, using the ring fit, because I can't just like bounce on my hardwood floors for uh, that hard, because there's a concrete slab under it. But it works you, like it really does uh, work you. And didn't you text me that you calibrated yours wrong, so you had to work hard? Harder than you uh, really should have. Oh, yeah. So I when I played the first couple levels, I was just like dying because I wasn't actually <laughs> dying. But the the running like I, I had to like run so hard to like get the character going the speed that I wanted them to go. And then yeah. I went back and my kids played right after me. So like they calibrated and I rewatched what it said in the beginning area. And it tells you to like calibrate your jogging speed but it's like calibrate your light jogging speed and then your fast jogging speed 
And what it really means is give us a speed that's like slightly more than a walk, like the slowest jog you can possibly do. That's what you're supposed to do for that first one. And then the second Mm -hmm. one is like, give us your running speed. And I took jogging to mean running the first time. So like I said it where you had to like really, really work it to like get anything out of it. So that was a little intense. Um, Yeah, I turned it down. That helped a lot. But even then it was still it. It's like a legitimate workout. It is just moving constantly. And the the ring, what is it called? It's not the ring fit like the the I don't remember what the ring con is. That what it's called? Yeah, that's what they uh, call it in the game. Whatever the ring con is, uh, it's really neat. Like it, it feels really solid. And I didn't know when it came out if it was going to be uh, a peripheral that felt like it was going to break at any given time. But after pushing and pulling on this thing with me and my nephew, like it's still like it feels like it's going to be able to take a beating. Yeah, it's. I mean, it feels like a new take on like resistance band training. It's yeah. not quite a resistance band, but it's like a, I don't even know. What is it? Like silicone? Silicon? Whatever the one yes, is. Yes, I, I yeah. think it's silicone. I'm not not 100% sure, but that's what it feels like. It's got that, uh, it's kind of got the texture of an Apple Watch band. And it's uh, like, it's neat. I really like the whole thing. The mini games are fun too. Like speaking of the ring, like one of my favorites was you taking the ring of the mini games, you take the ring, you mash it into your abs and you have to pull it in and out as you twist to do size to smash robots with like this uh, bow staff that you activate by pressing it into your abs. So you're uh, constantly like crunching and twisting to the side to do it. And it was super fun. Yeah, I haven't even done all the mini games yet, but I did a couple and they were fun. And then like the main adventure I was having a lot of fun with. And the thing that's interesting for me about this game is that usually if you run into a game that's also a fitness thing, it is very much one or the other. And like one of those two things falls down. And what I'm finding with Ring Fit Adventure in the like two days that I've been playing it, it's, you know, I need some more time with it. But so far, it feels like a workout and a game equally, which is really, really rare to find. Like the game is not an afterthought. You know, I'm legitimately excited that after I finish editing this podcast tonight, I'm going to go and play more Ring Fit Adventure. And I also know that it's going to give me a workout, but I just want to go play the game because I'm having fun with the game part of it. And I'm actually curious how long it's going to take to play through it and do the story because it's 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 a story that it's an RPG that there's something going on here with characters and it's just really neat to me that you can do that and you're right it does feel like a game uh, much more than we fit uh, or we sports or anything ever did I mean we sports was just a collection of mini games but like we fit and we fit plus and like we fit resort or something like that was that the last one they yeah, did something like that it, it they never felt like anything other than a bunch of mini games that uh that you're using with the balance board and that was fine that's what it was that's what i used them for and i enjoyed it but this is a this really is an evolution of that uh that kind of of fitness as a game that's actually gamified it yeah and i mean it like you said it's an rpg and you run into things where like you have to pick your attack and your attacks do different things depending on you're basically picking some kind of exercise move and that will translate into your attack so you might have like a yoga stretch that you do that does certain amounts of damage to these guys and you do like a set of reps with it and every time you like do one rep it does more damage to them mm-hmm. but then you get to the point where like you pick up more exercise moves so you might have um you know a new i don't even have a good example 
example, but there's so many in there. Like you might have a new leg lift and now suddenly that specific one will attack all of them. So it does like less focus damage, but it does like group damage. So it's all of these core RPG ideas that we're so used to. Like you can diversify your attacks and pick the right attack for the right situation, except all of those attacks have some kind of exercise with them. And it's it's interesting because I haven't gotten to the point where you uh, I've only actually done the very first level because I was here with my nephew. My nine year old nephew was doing it uh, with me. So we had to calibrate it and then he left. And so I didn't play anymore after he was gone. But uh, I played with the mini games. So I'm excited to see how that particular kind of combat works, because I basically only got to play around with the movement where you like can puff the air as an attack and interact with the environment and then uh, pull it, pull the ring apart heart to have like a suction to be able to pull in different uh, different items and like you jump by pointing it down and uh, and puffing the air it's really really interesting how how responsive it is and how you actually do just aim it with the ring where it is and all do the moves in combat do that too do you have to aim it at different uh, different enemies before you do the exercise move no it's not really about aiming it's about you can like select your target if it's a single target attack but it's much right. more about like do a set of yoga stretches or do a bunch of reps of leg lifts or something like that and each one does like an attack to them um it's really interesting the way that they've done it but it structures it into a workout at the same time as being like a very effective game yeah and it's a very effective workout as well so i'm i'm really looking forward to digging into this one a lot more that i know i'm going to stick with it and i'm really excited especially because with the whole marathon training thing i'm getting more into it and i'm just about to hit the the really essential part of moving into the Hal Higdon stuff where it's actually week one and my week seven and on Sundays for it it specifically says that uh, you need to cross train somehow and my cross training on Sundays is absolutely going to be ring fit that I'm going to be getting in an hour or two of ring fit every Sunday at the very least to be able to accommodate uh, different kinds of uh, body movement and body weight stuff that's amazing okay I need to hear more as you play more but I think both of us like this game with first impressions even though we only had it for a couple days yeah i mean i've only played it yesterday i didn't get a chance to on friday because you know i i I scratched my eye my dog scratched my eye and i didn't want to play it that afternoon because i was sleeping and uh, couldn't barely open my eye saturday i was busy and didn't get a chance to and i went running and so yesterday i did this and i think you did yesterday as well like we actually got into it on the first on the same day and uh so i'm excited to see how it goes and even within that first few minutes it uh i felt like it was worth the money like it's eighty dollars to get this brand new with the peripherals and uh, everything in the game. I can absolutely guarantee that I'm going to get my eighty dollars worth out of this one. Yeah, and there's the other thing I should mention before we jump off is that there's a lot of settings in there too that I'm still playing around with them. But you can go in and you can like turn down the intensity. So if it's like too much for you, if you're not used to exercising at that level, it can you can reduce it. Um, it yep. asks you a bunch of questions right up front so that it can kind of like try to give you what it thinks is a good one. So it'll ask you your age and your weight and your whatever, and then it'll ask um, how much do you exercise, and that'll kind of be your default level. But you can go in and you can like the it asks you for like four levels it's like i don't really exercise or i want like moderate or i exercise some you know or i like exercise a lot but then once you actually go in after you've done that it has like 30 or 40 levels of difficulty and you can granularly adjust it like every single increment which is crazy but really really good that they included that 
Oh, wow. I didn't. I haven't gone in to mess with those options yet. That's crazy that you can go in that much. That's awesome. Yeah, and then it looks like they also have assist mode. So if there's certain movements that you can't do for whatever reason, like if you have weak knees, you can go in and put on like knee assist mode so that it'll let you do like alternate options if you have to do something specific with your knees, you know? Oh, um, cool. Or there's also like when it has you running in place or jogging in place or walking in place, um, instead you can switch it over to silent mode, which is made for people who either like can't do a whole lot of like running or walking in place where you just have to do like micro movements but it's also made for people who like live in an apartment on the fifth story you know and they're gonna stomp on the people (laughs) below them so you don't have to do that so it's like they thought through all of these different things and I just appreciate that they have those options in there. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really going to have to take advantage of the the silent mode, but it's a real and it's a different kind of movement too, where you're basically squatting a little bit more, where uh, where you're moving around, but you're it's just a different kind of movement. Like I said, micro movements where it's just it's just they've done such a good job, and I'm really excited about this game. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, we'll both be talking about that more. So let's move on to the next thing. We kind of wanted to wrap up Link's Awakening because both of us played it, and I think we landed in a similar place with it, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't want to say I'm done with it, but I may be done with it. I think I'm done with it's, it. I, I'm not afraid of saying it. It's one of those things where I love this game so much as a kid, and I still love this game. But this one is. I don't know. It's not grabbing me, and I kind of wish I hadn't bought it. It's one of those where I just wish I'd had that money and put it in a different place. Um, I got the Dreamer Edition, and I'd forgotten I bought it. Like I had decided not to get this game, and then it came in the mail, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I paid for that. And I opened it instead of like sending it back or anything, because I was like, okay, I've got it. And it's just, it's okay. It's pretty, like you said before, but it's it's just okay. It I wish they had done more with it, I guess. It doesn't feel uh, it No, it I know just what you doesn't, mean. So it like, doesn't feel, uh, you know? I, I do because well, there's a couple good things, so I want to call those out first. Like it's interesting because this game is so different than other Zelda games. Like there's all these right. Nintendo cameos that I just needed to call out because it's weird because there's like almost Mario in it. And then there's Yoshi and Chain Chomp and Shy Guy and Kirby and Boo and like Goombas, Piranha Plants. It's this weird like mashup of Nintendo stuff because it's this strange like dream thing that you're in Mm -hmm. probably. Um, And then it has 2D sections, but they're not bad 2D sections. I actually enjoyed the 2D sections in this game, which kind of surprised me. Um, But the things that started tripping me up is that the path through this game is not as refined or as open as any of the modern Zelda games. And I knew it wasn't going to be open because that's not the style of this game. But even just like the path is really confusing. And a lot of the people I talk to that are loving this game are like, oh yeah, I played this game a ton when I was a kid and I beat it and I have it memorized and I know exactly where I'm going next. And that doesn't apply to you or to me at all. I remember it. Like I played this a ton when I was a kid. And so I remember enough of it that I'm able I've been able to navigate around because of it. And I remember where to go, but part of it is still just like, wait, that doesn't make sense. I need to go here and do this. Yeah. It's it's I, I wonder about figuring out as a kid how many hours I spent doing it because as an adult I'm just like, eh, I'm gonna play something else now. Yeah, and I found myself just like looking at a guide the whole time and then I realized I didn't want to play a game where I had to look at a guide the whole time and I just I love the open nature of modern Zelda games and having to go back and do things in an exact order really kind of bothers me now, you know? It's 
overall, I kind of landed in, it's okay. Like, it's an okay Zelda game, but it made me want to play a better Zelda game. And if I want right. to play one in this style where you get more abilities and you unlock more dungeons over time, I want to go back and play, like, Link Between Worlds because that's a fantastic game. And it strikes that balance between, like, progression and having to, like, get certain items but also being semi-open. It worked so well for me. Or if I want a truly open game, I'll go play Breath of the Wild. Like, there's such good Zelda games out there to do instead of this game. And I'm glad that I bought this one physically, though. This is one of them where I can honestly see myself, as much as I like collecting stuff right now, I can really see myself taking this one to GameStop and trading it in or tossing it on eBay and seeing what I can get out of it just to be able to buy something else. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. That's the thing. I like the game. It's just with all of the other games that are out right now and all the other games that are are really, really interesting and high quality and vying for my time. This one just doesn't stack up to that. And I think that's really where the problem is with this game is that it is exceptionally high quality and good. But when compared to everything else, it just doesn't quite meet muster. So tell me about one of those games because you've been playing it and I'm kind of surprised that you're back to this game, but you've been playing Overwatch. Yes, and I'm back to Overwatch because I love events. I love events so much. And this is the Halloween event, um, and they always put in new skins for all of the characters. Well, not for all the characters, but for a lot of the characters. And this year there are two that I really want. A uh, a Tracer one where her, her uh, whatever it is on her chest, the thing that lets her blink is a pumpkin that glows, and she looks kind of like this weird ghosty ghoul glowing zombie thing. And she looks really, really cool, and I love playing Tracer nowadays and also that uh, Anna has a mummy outfit and I've already got her ghoul uh, Halloween outfit as well and these are some of my favorite animations and victory poses and emotes in the game so every time there's a Halloween event I spend some time there and I really 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 like uh, doing stuff like this there's a, a competitive uh, at three, three versus three elimination mode in the arcade right now while it's going on which is super fun to do and I'm really terrible at but that's on PC I bought the I bought the Switch version earlier this week too because it's like it's Halloween I can play it on there earn my stuff there too uh, play it on my couch lying back on my Switch and I hate it I hate that version of it and again things that I wish I hadn't bought there's about a hundred dollars worth of stuff right now that I'm like I really should have held off on that yeah, I've heard a lot of rough things about that port. It actually doesn't really run well on the Switch, which surprised me because it can run on such low-end PC hardware. And even on my hardware on the PC, like I have some loading issues with uh, different models coming in slowly. And it's because my RAM isn't as uh, as high as it should be to run on the graphics that I keep it on. But the switch version does the exact same thing like i've joined into games where the character models haven't loaded on a console and i'm used to that like it only takes a few seconds to be able to load in like 10 or 15 seconds but that shouldn't be happening on a console version and i think it's also i know you and i were texting about this but the i don't like playing it with a controller 
and there are first-person shooters I like playing with the controller, but either I'm so used to playing this one on a, on the PC, or it's just straight up better with a keyboard and mouse. But it feels really, really awkward using the Pro controller and the Joy Cons and in handheld mode. It's just I can't. I just I really wish I hadn't dropped the forty bucks on this one. But at least I got thirty. Uh, well, not thirty, but uh, three months of Nintendo Online out of it. That's something, at least. But, I mean, That's at something. least on the Switch, you are playing Dragon Quest still, and you're loving it, right? So there's yes. something on the Switch that's hooking you. Oh, yeah, the Dragon Quest Eleven uh, remake, not remake, but I guess port, mat, remaster, whatever you want to do it, uh, is still getting me. I'm probably 47, 48 hours into it now. Uh, I've been playing it a lot in the mornings uh, before I go to work, and it's I've beaten the main story now. I have finally gotten to the credits, and the thing about the Dragon Quest Eleven main story is that technically it ends whenever you see the credits, but there really is about another third of the game, like actually story-driven narrative that continues the story of the game in the post-game. Uh, I'm not sure if I've talked about it on here with you, but it's uh, it's almost like they put a stopping point for... Uh, it feels like Western audiences. It's like, okay, now uh, now we've beat the bad guy. Everything is, uh, is good and happy now. Uh, the, the end. And then the game really continues after that. It's like, okay, now for those of you who want to, here's the real ending and another like 25 hours worth of stuff for you to do at least. That's interesting. That's definitely a different approach. Yeah, and I've never seen a game that has post-game like this. Like, it's an immediate thing. You boot back up the the save file on this one, and it starts with cutscenes, again, showing the aftermath of what happened at the end and just continuing on with the story and wrapping up other loose ends that have happened with the, with the main narrative and continuing on with major narrative threads. It's, it's really interesting, and... I'm I'm really curious on the design decision to do that because I know that it was Ken Murray who told me about it first back in I think the PS4 version and then Austin was telling me about this and they've both said it's about a third of the game that is locked behind the credits that just don't even stop playing it's like that's an intermission really I mean at least you're having fun with it you're liking it it's a solid game all around yeah, it's one of the most engaging RPGs I've ever played. I'm basically just pl- going to play this until I get tired of it, and then I'll uh, end up replaying it in the 2D mode, uh, which is which is pretty cool. It's not a hard RPG. It's just engaging. Okay, cool. Um, I have a couple from Switch also. So I've been playing Killer Queen Black, which I told you to go check out because it's very hard to describe. Did you look at a video yeah. or two? I did. It, it's very, very weird and arcadey, but I could totally see how this would be fun, especially with the arcade in person, like you were telling me about. Uh, in an arcade machine, having the different teams side by side would be awesome. How yeah. is it online with the uh, Switch? So, just to give people listening a little bit of background, like it's a this came from a game that was arcade only, in person only, five v five, and it was like. It's not 
very well distributed like it's around the country but it's hard to find one kind of like you have to be by a major metropolitan area and then you have to like still go drive to it like there's a couple in town i could go to but i've never made it to those parts of town because i just don't hang out there um so this is the online version it's only on switch right now but instead of being a 5v5 it's a 4v4 so it downscales it a little bit and essentially you are a bee of some kind and you are trying to beat the other faction of bees and there's three different ways to victory. Um, you can be a worker, which is like most of the people who are playing. And then there's one queen on each team, too. And it's hard to describe. But if you look at a video, <laughs> and I suggest you look at a video because you can understand it very quickly, I think, if you're like physically looking at it. It's made yes. like an arcade game. Like it's a single screen game. It never cuts away or like moves the screen except for like when you win and it like zooms in on the area that you won. But you can win through an economic victory. So there's these berries scattered all around the map and you have to go pick up a like if you're a worker, you can't do it if you're the queen. You go pick up a berry, you take it back to your main like hive and then you put it into your hive. If you fill up your hive all the way, you win. Or you can get a military victory. So if you're the queen, you can always be attacking. Or if you're a worker, you can get a berry and you can go into these machines that transform you into a warrior. And then you can attack. So if you kill the opponent's queen three times, you will get a military victory. And then you win that way through military. Or the last way you can win is a snail victory, which is my favorite because it's hilarious. <laughs> There's ba It's basically capture the flag, but extremely slow. There's a snail that starts out in the middle of the map, and there's a bunch of different maps, too, that have different layouts. But if you are a worker, and only if you're a worker, you can ride on that snail, and you can, like, ride them towards your checkpoint, basically. It's like a flag at your end of the map. If you can ever get that snail all the way to your flag, you win the game. So it's about, like, balancing what are you going to do in any given moment. Are you turning into a warrior so you can protect your queen or attack the enemy queen? Or are you focusing on being a worker so you can, like, get berries back to your base? Or, hey, everybody else is busy doing like a military fight over here maybe i should just jump on the snail and see if i can just win that way really quick and it's a really good game but also i don't think it has legs for me online is what i ran into because i i would feel like i would love this game in person with people that i know where you could like yell at each other and strategize together and like okay take a break in between rounds let's talk about it let's come up with a plan you know you could even I could see this being a game where you had a coach over your shoulder for your team <laughs> who's watching everything and not even playing, but like calling the play. And yeah, I could see that the way the yeah. videos work and everything. I could totally see somebody doing that. Yeah, it's it's a really cool game. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, if you like esports, if you like arcade games, if you like to see anything just like new and interesting that's like competitive in the video game space, I highly suggest checking out a video. Maybe don't pay the I think it was like. $19 maybe it was $15 it wasn't like a $60 game it wasn't like that but I'm really glad I got this game and I keep going back to it even though I'm not good at it just because I find it hmm. really fascinating so I'm still actively playing this one but like I said I don't think it has a ton of long long term like legs in it for me um, yeah. unless I can find some time to like play this with a bunch of friends in person and I just don't know when that's going to happen which does seem like it would be the most fun of any like arcade games are most fun like that like you get you get people in person. Like, I like arcade games a lot, but playing them online, it does lose something because they get so repetitive. And because they're simple games, uh, not necessarily easy, but simple, and having people around to talk to and, you know, trash talk and then strategize with, that's where the fun of arcade games come. 
Yeah, for sure. So the game is Killer Queen. That's the arcade one. And if you look at Killer Queen Black, that's the Switch one that I've been playing that you guys could go get right now if you're interested in it. Um, I also checked out Little Town Hero because it's a Game Freak game and it's a Game Freak RPG. So Game Freak is the makers of developers of Pokemon. And they're always trying some like other things that never really seem to land all the way. But this is one of the first times that they've ever tried to make an RPG that's not Pokemon. So I gave it the time of day. And I very much regret that because it's not a good game. <laughs> it's Aww. it's interesting ideas that totally fail in execution. I don't know if I even want to try to describe the way the battle system works in this game because I feel like I would sound like a madman trying to describe it without you physically seeing it. Because right. it has elements where, just, just to give you some high level, it has like almost card game elements, but it's completely randomized and you have no control over what's in your deck. And instead of being a deck, they're thoughts. And then the thoughts you have to manage in your headspace and you can run out of thoughts and then you have to get more headspace back. And a thought doesn't actually translate into an action until you turn it from an is it to a does it? Because yes, those are things that they made up for this game. Is it and does it? It's just like, I don't know. It's not good. There are interesting ideas buried underneath it. But everything is a boss battle, and everything takes way, way too long. And it's just, they piled on so many systems and ideas without actually thinking through whether it would be fun to have all of those jammed together the way that they are. And then on top of it, in the middle of combat, there's like a dice rolling mechanic that is literally dice that's completely random, kind of like Mario Party, where you have to move around the town in the middle of a Mm -hmm. battle to try to find allies that can help you, but you don't actually control where you land because you don't control the dice. It's all of the places where it looks like you could tie in some strategy to it or some planning or like, let me change the like thoughts or the abilities that I can have, or let me plan where I can land on the board. It None of it is planning. It's all just like so random that it's not fun is where I landed with the game. It never looked like it was going to be my kind of game whenever I saw the uh, the video of it when they first announced it. I was hopeful that it would be a good game, though, even though it wasn't something that I thought I was going to like because it was an interesting idea and an interesting take on on an RPG from Game Freak. And, I mean, they make Pokemon, for goodness sake, but it, it stinks to hear that, uh, that the execution of it wasn't even good for... For the target audience who wasn't me. Yeah, and it's it's not. So you can safely skip my my town hero, my little town hero. Hang on, what's it called? Little town hero. Little That's town what hero? It is. Yeah. Yep. Um, I tried John Wick Hex, though, and John Wick Hex is a very interesting game that, again, I don't think I'm going to stick with just because I'm not in the mood for it, but I can recommend this game to certain types of people. So it's kind of a turn-based game, but not really. It's You spend time. Time is like your resource that you manage in this game you spend it in a timeline that lives at the top of the screen and everything moves at the same time but only while you're doing an action so it pauses whenever you aren't moving and whenever you aren't doing an action and you only control john wick so you're only controlling one character and it reminds me almost of super hot in the way Mm -hmm. that like if you're not moving nothing else is moving so you have infinite time to think it through and it's like if you took super hot that core mechanic but went and you like married it up with XCOM. So it's an overhead isometric, like almost turn-based game, but almost real time, but only when you're moving. And right. it's super, super fascinating. I I heard interesting things about it, which is why I tracked out the game, and I'm glad I did, because it's fascinating. 
it's also just not the kind of game that I'm in the mood for right now. So if you like turn-based strategy games, if you like XCOM, if you like something that's tactical but gives you time to think, and it this is like a new take on that, and I would highly recommend it for people like that. I'm really looking forward to getting this. I'm hoping that it's going to come out on the Switch because that's one that you know this is the kind of game i would love to play handheld because right now it's only on pc and mac through what the epic store it's not on steam is it um i don't think so i think i got it on the epic store that sounds right yeah because it's it's 20 bucks which is not bad at all so i'm probably going to end up picking this one up sooner rather than later if they don't announce a switch port because it I love the John Wick movies. Uh, I was late coming to those and uh, have fallen just wholly in love with them. And this sounds just awesome. It looks beautiful. And the the gameplay looks fantastic in terms of like strategy games like this. So if it doesn't come to Switch soon, I'm going to be getting it on the Epic Store to uh, play. And I didn't know it was out yet. Like that was one of those things. I may have already grabbed this instead of say Overwatch on the Switch had I known it was out. Like this one, the release of it actually did pass me by, and I didn't realize that it did come out. Yeah, so it's it's a solid game. Like I said, it's just not what I'm in the mood for right now. But I will come back to this game at some point, and it's going to be the right game at the right time whenever I get to it. Okay, so you're not completely bouncing from it. You no, will no, be back to it. Yep, awesome. yep, I will be back to this game. I left it installed on my PC. Like, I'll get back around to it. I just know that I'm not quite in the mood for this one right now. But if you are, it's it's a really solid game. Nice. I'm glad to hear that because usually, you know, when you bounce and you'll be back, sometimes that does involve an uninstall, and then it kind of makes it so that you don't go back to it as quickly. So leaving it on there is a sign. It is very much high praise for, I think, both of us that's like, I'm going to get back to this, and I want it to be here when I do. Yep, exactly. Um on pc i've also been playing the throne of the eldraine expansion Mm -hmm. or throne of eldraine i keep adding a the in there that doesn't exist but just in magic the gathering arena and it's a good expansion but it's complicated and it slows down the gameplay um you know and as i'm playing through i think i like aggro decks i think i like fast decks more than i realized now that they aren't as viable as they were before i miss them a lot so apparently uh, my style lines up with that and i didn't realize it till it was it was absent you know basically and i love the theme and the world building in this one it's really cool that mashup of like fairy tale and arthurian legend i like what they've done a lot i'm just not enjoying the meta game a lot right now there's like two or three deck types that are just dominating because that's how it always goes with the metagame. And yep. they're just not fun to play against. So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm still playing this. I'm still playing about every third day to clear out my daily quests. I still like the cards. I still like the theme. I like what a bunch of the new cards do. I just don't love what's going on in the metagame and actually like playing in that context, if it makes sense. Yeah, it does. And that can happen a lot when it comes to the first set of a block like this. Whenever the second one comes out and they expand the mechanics a little bit more, you get some different cards to mix in with the new mechanics they've introduced. Then it should be a bit more fun to play because there's a lot more of a pool for the the combo decks to start working, for the different kind of archetypes to start really playing with uh, different ideas, and for there to be variation within those flavors of the month decks where it's not going to be playing the same unfun thing all the time you're going to have a lot more variation in it so that it uh, you can find those uh, chinks in the armor that way a little bit better too so i expect the next set's going to make this much better uh experience for you 
Yeah, and it's not that I'm not having fun with it. I'm just not having as much fun as I was before. So I'm just kind of scaling back a little bit. I'm still, like I said, I'm still playing multiple times every week. Like, I'm still enjoying it. It's just kind of, that's where I'm landing with this particular set. That that makes sense, because you were you were pretty hardcore into it for a while. Like, I mean, and I say that in the, in the best way. Like, you were hardcore playing. Like, that was what you were playing. So to back off from that is still not, and still playing it is still not saying that it's bad. No, it's definitely not bad. It's just... I'm not playing as much as I was before. So that's kind of where I'm landing with Throne of Eldraine. Um, And also all of these mobile games that we talked about recently with Apple Arcade and all the other stuff coming out. um, I just want to do a quick check-in. So I'm still playing Grindstone. It's really good. I beat What the Golf. It's still a fantastic game. What the Golf is so good. And then a bunch more. How many levels does it have? Um, I don't know because I didn't actually count them up. I just kind of played through the game because it was super fun. Okay, because I stopped playing it for a little bit as other games have started coming out, and I've been playing other stuff. So it was—I was just curious on how long it was. Yeah, I don't know because I actually stretched it out on purpose, which I rarely ever do with a game. But I knew it was a finite game, like it had an ending. So I wanted to just take my time. So I'd play like a couple holes every night until I eventually beat it. And I was like, yep, that was a really good game. Yep. And it is like, I can't recommend that one enough. What the golf is uh, worth picking up the demo or not the demo, but the trial of Apple Arcade for. Yeah, it's excellent. And then there are even more Apple Arcade games that have come out. There's like about 10 more releases since Mm -hmm. we talked about it last time. I didn't play any of them that whenever they came out, I got a message that they had been released and I did none of them looked interesting enough for me to download. And I just haven't like right then. And I haven't gone back to uh, to see what they were again. Yeah, if there was I anything downloaded I wanted. every one of them and tried them all because that's the person that I am. Um, yep, that's none, you. Of, none of them are worth sticking with. They're all just kind of. They're okay. Um, the only one that's worth giving a quick shout out to is probably Pac-Man. There's like a Pac-Man Battle Royale. So if you have yeah, a couple... Yeah, I hadn't played it yet. I wanted to... That was actually the one that caught my attention that I was going to go back to. Yeah, that's the one new one that's worth looking at because if you have a couple other people in person, um, that one's a lot of fun. So I played that with my kids and we had a really good time with it. I don't think it would be fun single player, but it's good if like you have a bunch of iOS devices in the same room and a bunch of people on a family plan. It's like, yeah, sure, let's play this free game for a bit. And we had a great time. Okay, that that I uh, yeah, I bet that would be fun. But you've been playing mobile games too. I know you're still playing Mario Kart World Tour because I keep seeing you post about it. I am loving Mario Kart Tour. Like it is awesome. Like I know that you bounced off of it. And did you ever go back and play it anymore from when we talked about it last time? I tried it a little bit more and then I deleted it. Did you ever turn off the things like smart steering and stuff like that where you could uh, run off the road? I tried it, but I don't think I ever got them to the point where I was happy with them the way that you did. Okay. Well, that was what I was curious about, because I just wanted to see if you had uh, given that a shot, because Jennifer and I are playing this pretty much every day, and I don't think there's been but maybe one day that I've missed, maybe two, over the, I think, month that it's been out now. Wow. When's the last time a mobile game hooked you like this? Not very. It's been a long time since one has hooked me to log in this much, and part of it is the way that they do it is that I've still spent... Well, okay, I accidentally spent $5 on the game. Let me <laughs> let me say that. I accidentally did spend $5 on it uh, because of the gold membership that they have for it, where basically you just have an extra set of challenges and get a couple extra things as you finish uh, different... You get gifts, basically, as you get different stars uh, as you beat 
certain uh, as you get certain scores on different courses. So I accidentally paid for that after the uh, the two week uh, trial period was over. So I did pay five dollars for it. And I'm a-okay with that because there are so many characters that they're releasing. Like, they've released all the Koopalings now. Uh, they uh, like Roy and Morton and Iggy and Lemmy and Ludwig, and I can't remember the rest of their names. Uh, there's new carts and stuff that they do, and there are new ones coming out every two weeks. And none of them seem essential like that's the great thing like i don't feel like i have to buy anything i don't feel like i have to buy these bundles to get the characters because they actually do come at a solid enough rate through uh getting the different gifts and through uh actually just uh they'll show up they'll show up in the store and you can buy them with coins so it's like okay i'll spend my coins on getting metal mario today or something like that and that's what i've done and it's it's been really fun jennifer and I uh, will sit and play it together. Like we were texting today about how to beat different challenges together on what course was the best one uh, to do this and which glider gave you the best chance of items to do this with. And it was super fun because we're both doing it. And uh, this week, we're recording this on the 21st. So the day that you guys listen to this, actually, if you listen to it at release, there will be a Halloween event that starts on Wednesday of this week that uh, is going to be themed after Luigi's Mansion three well luigi's mansion i guess and introduce luigi into the game and have different like ghost house levels and stuff so like i'm really looking forward to this because of how uh, how much fun i've had with the game and they are putting in a real multiplayer mode at some point because it's in the menu and it just says incoming so whenever uh, that gets introduced i expect you will uh inbound excuse me that's what it says but i assume when that gets put in you will actually uh want to give it another shot too yeah that would probably get me to reinstall to actually try it out and see what i think yeah and i've liked it because of the leaderboard stuff like for some reason i've really enjoyed going through the entire tour which can take up to two weeks i just opened up all of the courses last night or night before and going through all of them to get scores they always pick one of them that is like the ranked cup and so it puts you in these different tiers of like random people and you move up different tiers uh as you as you go and based on your ranking on it and so i've had a really good time actually trying to uh to get higher up and i got number one in this week's and it's almost over so i want the rewards for uh being the first in the first tier uh first place of tier seven to move up to tier 10 after this like i'm really looking forward to uh see to doing that like i love doing stuff like that so i guess I my why. main question then is are you committed to the point where you're going to keep paying that like five dollars a month to keep playing at that gold level as of right now, yes. Wow. I will, I will do that. Um, probably, I'll, I'll eventually not do that whenever I stop playing it pretty much every day. But for right now, yeah. I, I do not feel bad about tossing the $5 at this. Uh, and Jennifer's not throwing anything at it. She hasn't even done the trial of it yet. She doesn't care. She's just having fun with the game. And I like having the extra challenges to do. So it's... Uh, 
it's one of those things like we both just have a lot of fun with it and that's what we like mario kart is something that brought us together it was like the first video game that she ever played like really ever really played because her friends didn't try to do it when they were kids and uh, like well teenagers in college and so she was really frustrated never really got into it and when we started dating i took the time to uh to let her be bad at it and learn how to play the game without her getting frustrated and so we took our wii uh to play Mario Kart Double Dash and Mario Kart Wii on our honeymoon. And so this came out. And uh, so we're about to have our 10-year anniversary now. So this just came out. And uh, we're probably going to be bring the Switch on to our trip that we're taking uh, in next weekend, maybe. Yeah, I think it's next weekend. Uh, so we'll be playing Mario Kart on our 10-year anniversary trip, too. And it'll be like with this and that. So it's just like, it actually does hold something special to us. But it's just a fun game even outside of that to me. Sweet. No, I'm glad that you found a mobile game that's clicking for you. Because I know that you bounce off of them a lot harder than I do. Yeah. But when I get one that I like, it it will keep me for a while. And then I will just not touch it for a little bit like marvel strike force i haven't touched it in a while but i know that when i go back to it i'll have fun again uh, and i know that's the way this one will be so but i do i really look forward to real multiplayer on this one that one will be will be super cool sweet yeah i so i wanted to give one more shout out to a game that i played on mobile but it's not actually a mobile game um i know we talked about it before last time we did kind of a bunch of games for the fall but sayonara wild hearts i went back to it like two nights ago and right i played through album mode which you and I talked about last time as we thought it would be a better experience. Um, yeah. But we hadn't actually played it. I've played it now, and it is so good. Like, it, that's the way that game is meant to be played, is just start to finish, you experience the complete album with no interruptions, and mm-hmm. there's, like, no level breaks, none of that. It just flows perfectly from one thing right into the next. I think it made that game go from an honorable mention to it's definitely my top 10 for the year. I don't know if it's top nice. five. I haven't put together that list yet, but it jumped way, way up for me, having done album mode. So if you guys tried that game out and you beat it and you haven't gone back, it's very much worth the time. I think I did the first three or four songs on album mode that I didn't have time to play the entire thing when I did it. And I haven't been back, but it was absolutely awesome. Like that was the way I wanted to play it. So I, I how long did it take you to go through? Because I, I haven't finished it yet. Um, you know, with interruptions from kids and stuff, it was probably about yeah. 90 minutes, maybe. It's not super okay. long. I think so without that, no, even without that, it's probably be a little bit over an hour somewhere in there. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad at all to be able to just sit and play, play through because it's super fun to play anyway and yeah, so pretty. It was really good. Um, and then another game that is mobile adjacent because I want it to be on mobile and it's <laughs> not yet is Dicey Dungeons. So, my only complaint about this game is that I wish it were on mobile. It feels like it would be a perfect fit for mobile, and the developer at one point said it was coming to mobile, but there's no date for it, and it's only on PC right now. So It looks like a mobile game. Like, you told me to go watch a video of it, and I did, and I don't really know what I'm watching, but it looks like something that would be on a smartphone. Yeah, and I wish it was because it would be such a good fit for it. It's such an easy fit for a mobile device. I really, really like this game. Um, It's like luck and it's dice rolls. And where, you know, Little Town Hero was like the worst kind of luck in a game, this is the Mm -hmm. best kind of luck in a game where it's all based around luck. It's all based around dice rolls, but the whole game is built around it. So it works and it works really, really well. And 
you build your equipment and your approach over time as you work your way through this dungeon you find treasure chests that give you new equipment that can go in your bag and then you can equip some or unequip others or upgrade it or make it better and every run lets you pick your character and you unlock more characters over time so each character plays differently because they have a core interaction with the dice and like some of them are easy interactions that are obvious but a lot of them are kind of weird in ways that really twist your brain but it makes it so that every character feels almost like a different game that you're playing um it's good it's really good i like this game a lot i don't know how to recommend it because it's kind of a weird game too it's like it's almost a dungeon crawl roguelike game but based around dice and equipment um you saw a video right do you have any way to describe what this game is no, I was okay. going to ask you if you could really describe it to me because I saw it and I see it. And that's about what I what I got gathered from it was that it was like a a dungeon crawler card dice game. Yeah, it's something like that. So anyway, I like Dicey Dungeon a lot. I recommend Dicey Dungeon if it sounds vaguely interesting. It's really, really good. Um, but I hope it comes to mobile soon, too. Yeah, that one. I will probably try it if it comes out on uh, on mobile because it looks neat, but I don't know if this is the kind of thing that I would stick with. But it looks it looks cool. Okay, so and I guess finally to wrap up the video game part here is that I learned this week, um, I guess it was last week actually, that you get gold points for Nintendo Switch on uh, by using physical carts, that if you buy physical games, you still get gold points because Austin and I were recording Dragon Quest FM and I was talking about using gold points and I was sad that I didn't get them for like buying physical games and he was like, dude, you do. And all you got to do, and I didn't know this, did you know? this because if i did know it i've forgotten it i knew it in their old system i didn't know they were still doing it though yes you they still do it where if you buy a physical game on switch you put the game card into your switch and then press the plus button on the on the game's icon there is a my nintendo rewards uh section on that menu go there and you can redeem the points and you'll probably get between 60 and 120 uh gold points added to your uh, account um and you have to do it within one year of the game's release not your purchase date or anything like that it's on the game's release so i lost out on uh, quite a few of them but i actually got probably seven to ten dollars worth of uh gold points because i didn't realize that you could do that so i just grabbed all of my cards Parts and inside just kept putting them in uh, so I could get like free stuff so I can get a free indie game pretty soon. Cool. That's a good like find. I'm going to go do that after we finish recording then. Yeah, do that because it's uh, it's easy and I had absolutely, if, like I said, if I knew about this, I've forgotten it. So this, that goes for you guys out there listening as well. If you knew that and have forgotten it or didn't know it, go get some free money from Nintendo. Yeah, sweet. Um, That's probably it for the main topic, which is also mostly our geekery. Um, But really quick, before we dive into the little bit of other geekery that we have, uh, Geeky Offer of the Week this week, you guys can always go to patreon.com slash geek2geekcast and support us there. It's the easiest, most direct way, and we appreciate it a lot. It's awesome. That's how the podcast keeps going. Um, And then questions, we're right near the end of your ability to uh, send us questions for the mailbag episode. So get those in if you haven't already. Um, That's right around the corner. Around the network this week, there's always Geek2 with Joe Hogan and Ray Vargas. Um, 
their episode hasn't come out for the week, so I don't know what they did yet. So it's a mystery for everybody as of this recording. Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, they did an episode on Mean Girls, so still doing those early 2000s movies, but hey, Mean Girls is a great movie. <laughs> and um, Troy Dill is streaming Thursday mornings. Capsule J is streaming Tuesdays from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern and sometimes on Thursdays and weekends. And The Geekery this week, um, Austin, if you haven't read it, he kind of wrote about the end of his Dragon Quest quest of finishing all of the games and where he landed with that. Um, that was a couple weeks ago, but it's still a good read. And then 13th Story wrote about his gaming role-playing models and how like characters, how he can relate to characters in role-playing games. And that was kind of around Dragon Quest II, which was interesting to hear about. And then you can subscribe to all of that at geekgeekmedia.com slash subscribe if you're interested. But for Geekery this week, I am going to hold most of my stuff for next week. I've just been reading some things, but I'll talk about them all in a big lump because... I never say a ton about reading, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till I have a little bit more. But you've been mm. doing Halloween stuff because it's your favorite holiday, right? It is. It's my favorite holiday. I got married on Halloween, so there's always something this this time of year that that really makes us happy. And I just wanted to point out to other people who are like that if you uh, if you're the kind of person who likes cooking shows, one of our favorite things this time of year is watching Halloween baking shows on the Food Network. And this year they've added another one to their repertoire. And so we get the Halloween cake off this year, which is uh, with Duff from, I think he's Ace of Cakes guy. Regardless, I love Duff. Like he is hilarious and just seems like a super nice person. And so I was really glad to see that he got his own Halloween cake show. And it's uh, you they do the normal cake thing and it's a, an elimination challenge. And then they get to go home and build these really crazy cakes and bring them back to the studio. And they have to move and interact and transform in some way in this one like it's really neat watching them figure out a way to make they just get a word like blast or collapse or dissolve and they have to figure out a way to incorporate that into a cake uh like these beautiful art cakes that they do uh based around a theme uh for the week and there have been some that blow up with fire and have fire breathing dragons like it is it is really really fun to watch because you don't get the normal like food reality show where they're stuck in a in a studio with limited resources and limited time they give them a week tell them to go home work with somebody and come back with their best stuff so it's a really different take on that kind of food competition and i love it like we've been watching this one and really enjoying it so if that's y'all's kind of stuff i think that the uh anybody listening would probably enjoy that one too sweet i'm glad you're loving it i know how much you like this season and this holiday Yep. And I mean, there's always Halloween Wars, which is the pumpkin carving one, and then Halloween Baking Championship, which is more about the food. Uh, So there's always those as well. But we've been watching Cake Off more than anything right now. Yeah, it's that time of year. Um, That's probably going to do it for this week. You guys can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have longer discussion threads on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. We also have great discussions on Slack and Discord, and you can go to geek2geekmedia.com for invite links, and you can also check out the other content on the network while you're there. I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beej. That's Beej with two E's. And you can listen to me yak around even more on the Dragon Quest FM podcast. We've been Void and Beej with your Geek to Geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Bye, geeks.
Hey Geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hello, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And together we are Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture. We talk about books, movies, music, basically anything we want at this point. Yes, we obsess about K-pop. And Keanu Reeves. And sometimes Katie cries on the podcast. Hey, that's rude. But really, we are just here to talk about all the things that we love. So make sure to head over to teatimewithkc.com and geek2geekmedia.com to check us out. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcasts. Bye. Bye.